Good morning, Mike Broomhead. Hey, good morning, Jamie, and good morning, everyone. Uh, appreciate you spending some time with the show. A lot to get to, as always. Uh, 905, special guest, her name is Michelle Powers. She is a school counselor um, in Flagstaff, I believe, in the Flagstaff Unified School District. We're going to talk about social-emotional learning. We talk about SEL on the show and education, so to get a different perspective, this is something she uses every day. Is there value in SEL, or is this a danger in schools? We're going to get the one of the sources of this, someone that uses it every day. We're going to get to it. Um, coming up at 9.05. But we start this morning with the numbers, the economic numbers. Uh, inflation remains extremely high, stubbornly high, although it's, it's, it's cooled a little bit. It's still very high. I want you to hear an ABC News report. What is behind these inflation numbers? We'll start with the good news, which is that inflation is cooling a little bit, but still uncomfortably high. Consumer prices up 6% year over year, month over month up 0.4%. And when we dig deeper into this report, we find that rent, shelter, which made up about 70% of the rise, up 8% year over year. So shelter costs continue to be a big issue for Americans. And it is a big issue. It's a big issue for a lot of people. And here in the Valley, we, we know that it compounds itself. When people cannot afford to buy a home, they don't have the down payment. Um, and we'll talk a little bit later on that mortgage rates have slowed a little bit and gone down because we saw, and a lot of people are speculating, it's because of what happened in the banks and the and, uh, and those banks collapsing. But we're this idea here in the Valley that people are renting longer because they can't buy, which means they're not leaving rental properties, which means there's less for the new people that are coming in. This is still a destination for people, but all of the necessities are remaining very high. So um, ABC News goes on with this. Are we going to get a recession? A recession, of course, still very much on the table and economists seem split on this. Some are saying we can still get a recession later in the year. The interest rate picture got a lot muddier after Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank went under. The Fed now has a dual mandate, if you will, to try to bring inflation lower and to also bring financial stability to the markets. So Jim Ryan from ABC is talking about the price increases. They're slowing, but they're still going up. Between February of 2022 and last month, the All Items Index was up 6%. The annual rate in January was 6.4%, suggesting a slight cooling off of inflation. Food, furniture, and recreation were all higher, but the cost of housing accounted for over 70% of last month's rise in prices. The Labor Department reports that natural gas and heating oil actually got cheaper last month. What we're going to need to do, and, and gas prices, by the way, gas prices in the Valley up about a dollar, a little less than a dollar since a month ago. So we're seeing an increase in prices here in the Valley in gasoline. Uh, diesel is also up. Uh, it's, it's very expensive for diesel fuel for the companies that rely on that. Um, but when you look at the price increases and we talk about specifically about housing, we've been talking about this for quite a while. I know that uh, Senator Mark Kelly has been talking recently about the expansion of a visa program for farmers so that we can get uh, farmers can have more workers to harvest crops and farmers and ranchers need the help. I don't think that any of that is necessarily a bad idea, but I would look at what we're going against right now and kind of mixing the two topics. We have to look at how we get the manpower, the labor force in Arizona to build homes. This is a national crisis. The desert Southwest is still a destination. Um, when I was in the construction industry, one of the things that uh, owners of companies and construction companies wrestled with was how do we how do we build affordable buildings? How do we build whether they're homes or apartments or condos or whatever it is? How do we build our projects in a way that still is affordable for our customer base here in Arizona? And how do we get the 
the labor to build those because labor costs go up so much. When you're competing with a place like Nevada, and Nevada is a is a state that's also growing, and at the time was growing by leaps and bounds, they were offering a lot of money and bonuses for people to leave Arizona, and they were kind of cherry picking employees from Arizona and taking them into Vegas. Now, whether that's still happening, I don't know, but there is a huge competition for the labor force. If you are someone out there looking for a job, this is a good time for you. But companies are still wrestling with this. If you're in the market, if, if you're going to build a new home, whoever, you, not the owner, I'm you're a, let's say you're going to build a spec home or you are a custom home builder or you're one of the major builders here, whether it's Taylor Morrison or one of the other ones. Um, you have to look at the cost of building that piece of that property or that that house or home on that land versus what you can sell it for, who can afford it. And if you go out there and you pay what's necessary to get uh, people, what what's the point? And, and that's what a lot of people are going to be concerned about when existing home sales um, are very difficult to come by because people can't afford the down payment to get into homes that, you know, then what happens as there's a need out there? Are we seeing people priced out of the market? That's the concern for me. Owning a home. um I mean, I have a mortgage, but owning a home, um, it's good for me when the value of homes continue to go up. But what does it do for the overall economy when people, you know, the, the, the way people go about things, graduating from college, getting their life together and then figuring out, that, hey, it's time for me to own a piece of the American dream. It's time to buy a home and then finding out that you are just it, it's impossible in your price range to find anything. You've got investors that are coming in that are buying up homes. And, and so this is a tough time. How do we get around this issue? But the other part of it isn't about an investment in a home. It's just about shelter, finding a place that's affordable to rent, getting in some place that you can afford to pay for. That is a big issue for many people. And food and shelter are what we need most. And when you look at how much food has gone up year over year, it's still astronomically high. We look at the drought that's happened in the desert southwest, the agreement we made with the Central Arizona Project and how we're seeing stories that there are going to be some farmers that may get paid not to farm. Um, we are, you know, that there is a risk that with the shortage of some of these things, we know that the food prices go up. So I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know, but as we get these monthly reports and we are not seeing this adjustment, this is what was frustrating over a year ago when we kept hearing about transitional in, um, inflation, that it was transitory, I should say say, transitory inflation, that it was going to spike up, that it was going to drop back down, and this is what the experts are telling us. Now we're arguing about whether or not we are in or going to be in a recession. Nobody cares. I'll be honest, outside of the political world, that word getting thrown around does not matter to families that are in trouble. If someone is out there and they've gotten a pay raise and that pay raise has been eaten up and their quality of life is actually diminished, they don't care how much of a raise they got, and they don't care what you call it. With inflation going up like it is, the saving grace has been this strong job market, that there was work out there for people to cover their nut every month, that they were able to to pay that pay those bills. But what is going to happen now um, if the job market slows? And that's what happens when you slow the economy by raising interest rates. It makes it more difficult for businesses to do business. Um, they were asked about this at the Fed. Of what about you know uh, the two million people that are probably going to lose their jobs? And they were very honest in saying we have to look at the overall economy with the 
millions and millions of people that are hurting because of inflation. So it's almost we've got to sacrifice jobs in order to make some of this work. And and for me to all of this is frustrating because we saw this many saw I mean I say we I'm not an economist. Experts saw this coming and said we need to do something now. Um it, it is kind of a crass analogy, but you know that with a serious health issue, if you've ever been around or been diagnosed with cancer or know someone who has that's close to you, early diagnosis is the key for a successful treatment. And the faster and the sooner that you get diagnosed with any serious illness, but it's certainly something like cancer, the less invasive the treatment has to be and the better chance of survival you have. Well, when the warning signs were there for all of this economically, we did nothing about it. And that's what's frustrating. I'm going to have my partisan differences with anybody. And, uh, you know, on the other side of my aisle, just like we all do, there's nothing wrong with my political beliefs, even if they're contrary to yours. We're all entitled to our beliefs. This isn't about political beliefs. This is about looking at data and either A, not seeing what was on the page that everybody else saw, or B, placing politics and not wanting to use the phrase inflation um, in, in the faces of the American people and ignoring it for so long until it got so bad that something dramatic has to be done because they're trying to do something about it now. We've seen some pretty big rate increases. They've told us there are going to be more. They've told us recently they believe the rate increases may even be higher than they anticipated originally. And we're still not seeing significant slowing in inflation. So it's frustrating to people that have watched our economy just going like wildfire for a while and now seeing this happen. It is frustrating. And everyone has, everyone should be frustrated by this. What we're going to do in a moment is we're going to shift gears to Mexico. The president of Mexico told reporters that it's safer in Mexico than it is in the U.S. And he also made a threat of what he would do if American politicians keep up with their warnings about going to Mexico. We're going to get answers to this coming up here in just one moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks so much for being here. Uh, the sickest parts of the show are during the commercial breaks. Let me just fill you in. We could solve our national debt and any debt problems we had if we let you see what happened behind the scenes and you paid for it. This could be pay-per-view. <laughs> of course, there'd have to be a language disclaimer, but we could do it. Um, Mexico is safer than the U.S. The Mexican president, uh, Obrador, said this. I want you to hear a little bit of this, of what the Mexican president told reporters. Es más seguro México que Estados Unidos. Mexico is safer than the United States. There's no problem with traveling safely around Mexico. So there you have it. That's what he is saying. The recap of, of this press conference about traveling in Mexico. This is from uh, a, a station in Houston. Uh, this is interesting to me. In a press conference yesterday, he said that Mexico is safer than the United States and that the same kind of violent crime happens in both countries. But the cartel seems to get more headlines. 
He claims it's a campaign to prevent the development of his country. The President Obrador, who has threatened to urge Mexican-Americans not to vote for Republican candidates if they continue their criticism, rejected the U.S. official security warnings that depict much of Mexico as a risky place to visit. Um, I don't know what is behind all of this. I'll be very honest with you. I don't know what the issue is here. Um, But this is horrible public relations. For Mexico, it's horrible public relations. Um, this is, again, the difference between governments and citizens because if you ask around, I have so many friends. Well, there has always been a misconception. I shouldn't say always. I've seen a great misconception when people look at the politics of Arizona going all the way back to the immigration bill in the Senate SB 1070 that there is this big racial uproar going on here with between Arizona and Mexico and Mexican people. I can tell you that I've been here since 1995, and it's never been the case. Both cultures embrace each other. Um, The biggest trading partner with the state of Arizona is the nation of Mexico. Many Americans own property and businesses down in Rocky Point. It is not just a frequent place for people to visit. For many of them, it's a second home and vice versa. There are many Mexican citizens that cross the border into the U.S. to shop and frequent the businesses here on the U.S. side of the border. There has always been a good rapport between the people of Mexico and the people of Arizona and the U.S. as a whole. Um, the issue of immigration has t- tainted immigration, but I don't think it taints the opinion of Mexican people. The rise of the cartels have made people suspicious, and it's been very disappointing that people are upset that what is in their minds. I've heard from so many Mexican-Americans, people that are immigrants here that are citizens of the U.S., but of Mexican descent, or they came here themselves from Mexico, that lament the fact that Mexico is a beautiful place, which I've never heard anybody dispute, that Mexico is a beautiful country, but they lament the fact that crime is taken over by virtue of the cartels. Now, there's no doubt that there are dangerous places in the U.S. There is absolutely no doubt. But there aren't many people that could honestly look in a mirror and say with a straight face that Mexico is safer than the U.S. So whatever the political ploy is by the by the president of Mexico here, I think it is a disaster for them. They need us. We need them. We are partners in the USMCA. Um, there are so much. There's so much that is going to be good between our countries. The denial, and especially after something as horrible has happened with the the death of people in Mexico, but also the disappearance of three women. When there are, you know, I, there is no advantage in the U.S. There is no political advantage in anybody here in the U.S. in our government or otherwise to put a bad light on Mexico for no reason. There's no purpose in it. It doesn't do U.S. tourism any good. It doesn't do U.S.-Mexican relations any good. The only reason why you would put any kind of a warning about going into Mexico is when there's a legitimate reason to be concerned. The billions and billions of dollars in the industry of human trafficking and drug trafficking that the cartels are involved in have given them power on top of power on top of power. The fact that the Mexican cartel or a Mexican cartel – uh, zip tied five of their people, laid them in the street with an apology letter and said, here you go, U.S. We are the government. We are turning these people. We are extraditing these people to you. What does that say about the power of the cartels? Can you imagine that happening here?
a de facto government. If if there was a street gang in uh in in Texas or a street gang in southern Arizona that said to the Mexican police if there was a crime that was committed on the Mexican side of the border, if that group said, "All right, here's to the five people that did it and we apologize, Mexico." It, you're, you're the de facto government. I mean, there's a lot to unwrap here. And I, I'll be honest, I can't understand why he would say this. And then to say, we're going to tell people how to vote in your elections if you don't stop with these warnings. It seems a bit odd. It seems like a very strange way to handle this. Coming up in just a couple of moments, Gatos joins me as he always does at this time. It's the big Q poll question of the day. So please stick around for it. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, good morning, Gatos. All right, it's time to hip you up, man. All right. We're going we're gonna to talk about Taylor Swift. <laughs> Do we have to? Oh, gosh. Oh, for crying out loud. What are you, some old guy who doesn't dis- like this kind listen, of music? I don't dislike her. It's just not my thing. Oh, goodness gracious. Listen, well, shake you know. it off, Gatos. Shake, shake it off, Gatos. <laughs> you know, the uh, Glendale changed its name. I know. I know. Does Do you not like that? That was a very... I know. that It's, it's silly. silly. It's okay. Silly. Well, let me see if I can help Glendale a little bit, okay? All right. So, Glendale is changing its name to Swift City. Mm-hmm. And it's in honor of Taylor Swift launching the Eras Tour. Uh-huh. So, it's State Farm Stadium this weekend. Uh, let's go over where are I you think going? are better... No, but okay. my family is going. Okay, but you're not. I am not going because... Um, I'd like to eat sometime in the next month. Okay. <laughs> so we already spent money on those tickets for my wife, our son, and our daughter, okay? Right. Uh-huh. All right. Do you mind me so asking what were tickets? How much were tickets? Uh, Is that too personal uh, I, of a question? Uh, I spent a lot of money on tickets. Let's just put it okay. that way. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I spent a lot of money on tickets. Mm-hmm. They wanted to go. It's a big deal. So there you go. All right. Uh, all right. A better name. So Swift City. Do you really like that? Uh, no. No. Okay, a better name would be a Swiftdale. Okay, what do you think of that. Swiftdale's good. Okay, do you like it better than Swift City? Yes. Okay, uh, B Taylortown. Okay. Uh, C uh, Glendaler. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why or <laughs> Taylordale? <laughs> Taylordale. Okay. Or or D. Arizona. Remember the Eras Tour? Oh, I got you. Arizona. Okay. Uh, which one do you like, Mike? Um, I, if I had to choose one of those, I would go with Swiftdale. You like Swiftdale. I Everybody likes yeah. my Swiftdale. I yeah. like Swiftdale. Uh, right now, the number one answer is Taylortown. Okay. All right. So, you know, she could be listening to your show right now. You know, no, she, she, there's she, no, no, there, she, there is, there is as much chance that she's listening to my show than, than me listening to her latest album. I mean, it, oh, geez. Oh, it's Christ. just not my thing. I'm not, I'm not a hater. I just, it's just not my thing. You're a hater. All right. Did, are you, we going to re, when State Farm Stadium, we're going to rename it after Garth Brooks when he comes? How about when Metallica's there? Metallica is one of the greatest bands ever. Are we going to rename Glendale after Metallica? I don't think so. I think Taylor Swift is is bigger than those two guys mm. by far now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Worldwide sensation, if, and if, you don't even like true, her music. It's 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 sad if it's true. As a matter of fact, that's a Metallica very, song. Sad but true. She's very talented. I mean, I'm not my saying goodness. she's not talented, but better than Metallica. Metallica, Metallica was good when I was in college. Oh. And I like Metallica. I'm just They're saying. They're still good. They're amazing. They were good. 
They were good 30 years ago, but and you know, Taylor still Swift good. is the now. So was oh, Aerosmith was good 30 years ago. They're still good now. Elton John sold out uh, sold out, the, sold out the baseball field. So, I mean, uh, come on. I went. I went. Elton John was great. But yeah. Taylor Swift is the act now. Okay. You have to realize that. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, me, rename your show. Let's do that. <laughs> okay, let's do that. You know? Yeah, let's Forget the it. Mike Broomhead show. Try and f- figure out. The, 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 you know what? Next Gatos week, in week, the morning. The Gatos Taylor, in the, the morning. Taylor, the Taylor Swift show. All right. Uh, done. Done. Thanks, Gatos. Okay. <laughs> the Big Q poll question today is brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Coming up just after 9 o'clock, uh, we are going to speak with a counselor at a school about social-emotional learning. It's all coming up.